Why, yes, I do browse the slash D slash boards on 4chan. Why do you ask? Because I talk like an asshole? I can say I'm good at cleaning it, baby. The meat of love is made of dust of confusion. You see, the president is in trouble. Every step you make is floating in the bubble. My heart's content. I can find it in the Bible. It doesn't say how to take away the meat of love. This is the F Plus, your home on the internet for derivative, stupid, oh wait, no, just terrible things, read with enthusiasm. In the room tonight we have Jimmy Franks. Uh, I got a question. Are these winged humanoids able to fly, or are they more like ostriches with arms? We'll get back to you. Hey, Sirakawaddle. I also like gelato and the tuna green slate. I might have a slight bit of Asperger's syndrome, but I have a hurricane of puns, so that can't be too bad. Or is it? Eat all your soul, music, like, nom, 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 nom. Enough. Uh, up. If you don't want the character to come across as TNA, don't introduce her by talking about her boobs, followed by her casually talking about wanting to fuck people. If you're anywhere near New York, see him live, Mr. Adam Bozarth. Er, I did once write an 18th century style pirate fantasy crime novel that did feature a black pimp as the main villain. And Lemon. My protagonist humanoids have an extra finger on each hand and an extra toe on each foot for a total of six digits per extremity, just to be clear. Giving them the standard number of fingers would have just been weird. (laughs) 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 I can't read this story. How many toes? All doing? Are you doing very well? Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, all right. I've, I've been better. Is yeah. is is your uh, Wolfenstein fan fiction uh, <laughs> doing well? Is it trending well? well that's, like if you check the uh, the analytics on your Wolfenstein fan fiction, how did you, Trend, that's trending a, where? That's exactly uh, it. Because I've been I, writing and writing and writing, and it's just it's all shit. Well, that's not really the standard that you need to overcome. It's it's okay if it's fan fiction. You know, then, then you know, we're dealing with a pretty flat plateau, hmm. as plateaus usually are. Um, <laughs> I want to introduce you to a place that will help you improve your writing. Really? Why? <laughs> That's a great question that I'm not going to bother answering. Years ago, uh, <laughs> we covered uh, a, uh, a website called TV Tropes, uh, at which point they put together a uh, page on TV Tropes for the F+. Um, oh. which was uh, uh, weird because we're not on TV, but that's not the point. Um, <laughs> but TV Tropes TV Tropes as a service uh, is terrific because what they have is a style guideline. So if you want to be a better fan fiction writer, uh, you can go to tvtropes.org and learn how to be a better writer. Oh. Really, what better place for it, right? Uh Yes, yes is right, the word. Of right. Yes. Uh, uh, thank you. Okay. Right. Yeah, that yeah. that's yeah. yep. I'll go with that. So, uh so Jimmy Franks, uh if you'll start us off. So this is, you know, this is a it's it's a forum set up. It's it's people asking questions, other people answering. Um mm-hmm. and uh uh Jimmy Franks, if you'll start us off with Sophisticant, uh who's yep. who's looking for advice for uh his or well, we're going to I mean, if really if we're going to assume a pronoun, we're going to say her. <laughs> How do I not make this romance squicky? <laughs> Put less rape in it, I guess. Dear dear, dear readers, uh, uh, I have a character 
the son of the protagonist, who is put on a tramp freighter for the purpose of an apprenticeship with the chief engine smith and flight officer. Uh, Although a natural mechanic... No. Although a natural mechanic, (laughs) he is attracted more to flight. The flight officer and engine smith are twins, but they are complete opposites. Darby, the engine smith, is outgoing, social, but somewhat insecure, especially about her ability to relate to her sister, Hermone. That's the problem. That's the one problem you have in your story so far? (laughs) Her sister, Armone, the cybernetically augmented autistic pilot of their ship. What? They cybernetically (laughs) altered her to be autistic? (laughs) we have the technology you know what sophisticant i hated the original firefly i'm definitely gonna hate the knockoff of it (laughs) for years as the captain and harmone have experimented with combining the computing properties the computer and the human mind and darby feels more and more distant from her sister oh that's the end of that sentence. <laughs> when the kid and his father come on board, Darby and the father, Harry, are attracted to each other and begin a discreet relationship. <sighs> However, Dylan, the kid, develops feelings for his brilliant but emotionally immature mentor, Harmony, the autistic twin who interfaces mostly with the ship's computer. Dylan is almost 13 and is that is considered a man in his starfarer culture out on the fringe of oh civilized my worlds. God! Okay. This is a lot of pain up front. Thanks, Montreth. (laughs) (laughs) So no one bats an eye at him beginning a sexual relationship with his mentor, who is in her late 20s and developmentally delayed. No one uses the word autism. Uh, They refer to her as a verbal savant. That's that's the same thing. That's the same thing. Uh, Like, people with autism are super good at, like, verbal communication, right? Yeah. (laughs) I see it as a consequence of them spending flight training time together and also because of the discord between Harmony and her sister, Harmony and Darby's insecurities, and Harmony's need to reach out to someone else. And Dylan, despite being a teenager, is the only male emotionally available. The other three men on the ship are a pair of low-life thugs and a standoffish mercenary. As an immature person himself, he's also much closer to her emotionally. I bet the standoff, I bet the standoffish mercenary is always saying, "I ain't got nothing for you now, kid. Check back with me later." <laughs> He's just always got an exclamation point over his head. Yeah, but it's gray. <laughs> Dylan's dad doesn't discourage this relationship because, in his cultural context, thirteen-year-olds are considered to be adults who can hold it, yeah. who can jolt a job, <laughs> who can jolt a job. Uh, get married and have kids should they choose. There's no formal schooling, which is why apprenticeships at a young age are so important. Thirteen-year-olds having kids isn't really a matter of choice. I mean, there's there's some biological things that go into that as well. But yeah. Uh, well, so to, so again, I would like to restate the question: fuck! How do I not make this romance squicky? Oh, there was a romance <laughs> in the middle of there. That's that's the title of this post. Yes. God damn it. Uh, fuck, I hate that. Uh, uh, Aesir, uh, you are first comment there, uh, Aw Sam Weston. Oh, yeah, uh, first off, I have to say the title looks more like something that would go in writer's block. Idiot. Idiot. In general, looks like titles have some keywords related to the forum. Maybe this cyborg romance? Just keep that in mind when making future threads. 
Oh, great. Oh, I got Jesus this. Christ. I bet this yeah. guy cybernetically interfaces with the ship's computer, too. <laughs> it's romance. Anyway, so to your question, why do people say 13-year-olds are adults? Can you say 15 or 16 and still get away with the yarn effect? If not, Duh. you should make the reasons for why your setting thinks 13 is an adult age. Now. Right, because sexualizing 15-year-olds isn't creepy. No. Well, because he can hold a job. Yep. <laughs> Duh. Because uh, they're almost legal then, so... Uh, uh, anyway, in real life, 13 <laughs> is nowhere near adult. I remember when I was 13, even as late as 18, uh, and I was still questioning <laughs> who I was and where I was going. My body was still changing, too, and uh, and uh, that's normal for most teenagers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> and that is a normal thing that happens to all of us? Right, guys? <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, also, as someone with Asperger's, make sure that if characters actually say autism, you'll need to make sure it's an accurate depiction. Oh, That's all I have for now. Yeah. Don't worry about that. <laughs> okay, no, no. Yeah, Maltrith has, has a lot more from this guy. Oh, I can't boy. take it. No, 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 no. I'm skipping that. <laughs> Can I just sum up the rest of that thread with nobody really seems to have a problem with the uh, with the age difference. Oh, it's all just semantics about like, well, no, well, what about the cyborg and non-cyborg having a relationship? Like, is that okay? <laughs> um. Uh. Okay. So. Uh. So Kumquat's up just found something. Uh. That will save us all. Oh, thanks, um, And uh, if you'll take it, please. I'm I'm Sand Josephe. And uh, exp- well, I'm just wondering, um, about justifying the death penalty for jaywalking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. So, you know, after losing uh, election after election, Pat Robertson has some really good ideas. <laughs> I remember this, And he's Carlin. turned to the internet. I remember this Carlin bit. It's pretty funny. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, guys. Um, mm-hmm. The best I can come up with is that OSHA became far more <laughs> militant. And notice I used the word more there. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 OSHA is a militant organization. Fucking OSHA always putting up those placards in my break room. (laughs) They're more militant, more militant in their efforts to keep people safe. (laughs) Sure, right? That they've taken over the government! Safe, oh. The safety military. I feel safe already. You know what, though? If there, was, if there was an OSHA party running against the Democrats and Republicans, I would vote for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 I would, I, that, but that's mostly because I like like monochromatic icons. Oh, yes. Me and, too. And so does OSHA. So we're on the same page they there. They got style. Yeah. A, a, a mandated first aid kit in every home. <laughs> so yeah, they've taken over the government and declared every place a work zone. Oh snap! Okay. Yeah, and used the death penalty as a means of scaring people into safer work habits. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So like, that's my that's my best. That's the best. Wow, yeah, that's, that's that's where you're at. Work at it. My name's my name's Savage Heathen. <laughs> <laughs> Savage heathen, eat the rich. I'm a pro-freedom fanatic. Okay. Vehicles hover on autopilot through predefined lanes at absurd speeds. Oh, no. Unauthorized objects inside the network mess everything up. 
potentially killing hundreds of people. This is fucking awful uh. <laughs> highway construction. <laughs> but there it is. Okay, roads would be walled off against intrusions, and you'd have to go out of your way to jaywalk on them. That particular civilization would regard it as an act of terrorism. And you would, too, if hovercrafts at 400-plus miles an hour started slamming against each other in nearby buildings. Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, uh, Adam, uh, USAF 713 has a question. Uh, why would you need to justify such a thing? <laughs> I mean, if this is intended as something serious, it comes across as absurd. And if it's parody, it doesn't need to be justified. It yeah. just uh, is. That's not how the word parody works. I got it, I got it. Eh, eh. What's Wait, it a parody of? What are you talking about? Are you speaking in, like, a oh, parody? Oh, you know, it's a parody of the, the thumb of OSHA standards that we're all living <laughs> under at this time. Gotta, really, it's... Eh, Part of the zeitgeist. And Beach has it all sorted out for you. Oh, thank yeah. God. Yeah. All right, right. Good, good. Let good. me lay it on you. Vehicles right. are made of jello with absolutely no passenger protection Fuck whatsoever, you. so hitting a pedestrian would destroy the vehicle and kill the person in it, but leave the pedestrian okay. No, it wouldn't! No! It would not! You don't like it? You're nuts, and you're nuts. You know how, like, if you're at terminal velocity and you hit water, then water gets hurt. Yeah, but it's like science fiction jello. I know. We really need to sell this jaywalking thing. Well, what if cars were very fragile? What's fragile? Jello's fragile. Yeah. But, and like... Wait a minute! I just realized I got a much better idea on how to justify the death penalty for jaywalking. Oh, yeah? Uh, that Jay Leno segment is fucking terrible, and it's derivative, <laughs> and all of the writers are lazy. And you just got uh, the same amount of uh, laughter as you would from a Jay Leno joke. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, hey, I, I have a question for slightly evil, evil doctor. Um, if you were going to have a place that was overpopulated, what would you name it? This is slightly evil, Doctor. <laughs> Overpopulation. The population of Crowdedonia has been at the limit of what the environment can, can sustain for several centuries, which has required drastic birth control, and even in the case of droughts and disasters, execution of randomly selected members of the population. Originally convicted criminals were selected in priority, but as time went by, there were no more people convicted of heavy crimes, and now even trivial infractions are likely to lead to death. Hey, guys, our whole society is super peaceful. We need to fix that shit. Yeah, fucking OSHA. He's, he's like, I've got this dumb premise, and everybody's like, here's heavy-handed satire. <laughs> uh, Adam, is it right that you want to rethink your steampunk idea? Um... <laughs> I think by definition, any steampunk idea ought to be rethought into something like you mean oh, the I idea of doing steampunk oh. at all, or my specifically <laughs> steampunk oh, idea? No, oh, you're man. specifically oh, Morwen Edel, Edelwen, 
Morden Edhelwen. Morden uh, Edhelwen. Yeah, you 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 want to rethink the plot structure of your steampunk novel, right? One of, okay, yeah. Right. One of my favorite musicals, and in my opinion, one of the most complex uh-huh. is okay. Evita by Andrew Lloyd Webber. Nope. Not only because of the songs, but because of the questions it raises about politics, propaganda, truth. And the cult of personality. Uh, mm, oh. That's why Andrew Lloyd Webber is such a well-respected genius. <laughs> you must have seen a different Evita than I did. A while back, I had an idea for a steampunk novel set in Cuba, which mm. borrows this plot structure slash basic plot of Evita. Poor girl born to unmarried parents becomes actress and supports herself partially through love affairs working as a courtesan. When she marries older lover, a military officer, and starts scheming to gain a high social status and change the status quo. Uh, End of parenthetical. Uh, Paragraph. End of post? End of no. post? No, no, no. In this idea, she wants to be president, not first lady. Uh, okay. Here's what I know about the plot. The protagonist <laughs> is a boy who's an artificial human created through synthetic biology and modeled on Che Guevara. I've heard of that guy. Yeah, yeah he was that shirt guy. Mm. He, mm. Yeah, he's from Bathing Ape. Okay, okay, gotcha. Revolution and the politics of a banana republic are important aspects of the story. There's both a military coup and a landslide election won legitimately. How does that work? I don't know. You wrote it. <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh. I really didn't. My bad. My bad. So, I think I'll go back to the idea, but does anyone have suggestions on how to use plot structure and elements from another work, yet create something original? Is that even possible? <laughs> hey, Writers Forum, plot. What's the deal, right? Also, uh, Morwen Edelwyn as a follow-up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Any suggestions? <laughs> 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 she uh, got impatient after waiting a day for. A she response. waited a day, oh. and, and then, then uh, Adam, um, uh, when you, when you go down to post nine, there, uh, Morwin uh, has some um, some ideas that she's broken out into six parts. If you go through those parts, please. Uh, does anyone think dividing a diary type novel into parts could work? Each of the parts would be titled after a song in Evita and kind of parallel to the events described in the song. So here's some of what I have in mind. Part so one. Your idea, your idea is to take Evita and make it worse. Yeah. Like, okay. Take, All right. Good. Why don't you take Evita, put some fucking gears on it, call it done. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hot glue some cogs and spray paint it and put some brass adornments on Evita. Hey. Just gluing cogs to Madonna's face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Part one. Dice are rolling. Parenthetical mm-hmm. would be presidents are all around slash I don't say they mean ham slash but they each give an arm slash to see us six feet underground. Evita convinces uh, Peron, uh he crosses out Perone yeah. and changes to Valverde. To make a power grab from the president by running as an opposition candidate and at the same time conspire with the fellow worker sympathizing officers to launch a coup. She tells him to act like he's willing to agree with everything the president does so the president will allow him to run as quote unquote just another puppet candidate and wouldn't know, won't know that he's 
actually conspiring under his nose. Shay and the Velverde's servants, including the housekeeper Celia, traveled to Havana. Celia and Shay are there mostly because Celia is in a relationship with Fidel, one of the guards who's also in Shay's foster father. Who smuggles guns for a drug dealer? Fidel has seemingly disappeared to join with a v- with Ava's contacts in the resistance. A resistance member calls Shay Commandante and shows him how to set up secret radio broadcasts. He and Eva incite the workers to revolt against the president. I I have uh, okay. I, I'm not that familiar with the Cuban Revolution or Evita for that matter, but I I cannot follow what the fuck is going on here so that was that was part one oh, no okay what? yeah only- yeah that was part, part two one. a new cuba oh, a new me. argentina the chains of the masses untied a new argentina the voice of the people cannot be denied shay and ava's mem memory implants what? yep memory implants which act much like hey a hey pens- hey hey excuse me what's what? up excuse me yeah. oh what? hey what's up oh is that full-time d my my name is Fulltime D. Okay. Yes. I'm a deputy director of Space Time Gradient LV114. Oh, okay. you got all the way to level 114, did you? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so what's uh, up? I have a question. Okay, what's your question? Super soldiers disabled by the Gilligan's Island theme song. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Okay, hopefully we can loop this into the Ava Perone story. My mind just got blown. You you guys will come back to me, right? Yeah, 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 no problem, absolutely. Because like I post after that, any suggestions? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get back to you. I'm sure you've got lots more parts. Let's hear about You just wait, why don't you hold your breath? Okay. (gasps) (laughs) So, for a work in progress... That is based on Shakespeare's The Tempest, okay. and unofficially a sequel to Forbidden Planet. <laughs> Ostensibly the same, the same yeah, work. I'll roll with that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I have been working on a species of genetically engineered super soldiers called Optimals. Oh, been- Wait. That's he- a bit on the nose, but that's fine. He's- yeah, he based his super soldiers on Forbidden Planet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those are, cool. those are terrifying creatures. I I know you think they're aliens, but they're not aliens! Okay. okay. As they were genetically engineered by humans using entirely terrestrial DNA sources. Oh, that makes it yeah. better then. Okay. All right. Go, go, go on. Yeah, Optimals have no junk DNA. Their karyotype includes only four chromosomal pairs, including sex chromosomes. Uh-huh. I don't... Okay. okay. Right. Many animal traits were reintroduced into their genome, such as tough reptilian scaly body armor, superior senses of sight, hearing, smell, venom-spitting glands, <laughs> correctable claws. Okay. Their skeletal system is mammalian, but reinforced like a Neanderthal's compared to a human's. Thicker bones, and the bones have false trying protrusions. Oh, okay. Like the cybernetic combined... implants that they gave to Neanderthal. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which combined with the thick horns, spikes, and scales of their armor gives them a very spiny appearance. Okay. That imagine. was my sentence there. I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. The spikes make them be spiky. These yeah. sound optimal. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they really do sound good at everything. Yeah. Uh, they hatch from eggs. Okay. And mature super fast, being ready for deployment in battle by age five Ooh. for every Ew, seven males squeaky. born. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one or two females are born. Both males and females are hyper aggressive, but the females who lead in battle are more rational. Battle units are made of non relatives and harsh competition for access to the Fertile females and a Jesus. chance to spawn is the norm. The highest ranking male in a unit, the female leader subordinate, is variably the seed donor. Okay, okay. Full time D, you uh, did a lot of uh, writing here in your. Yeah, post. look at all that writing I did. You did quite a bit of writing. So, uh, so uh, here's our rule: uh, skip every other paragraph, starting with the next paragraph. Ah, uh, I'm gonna. S- uh, there's all this writing I did, and I'm going to skip all of them because it's too good. And now for the big bomb! <laughs> wait, 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 but before that... What? <laughs> are these optimals... Here's just a question, out of the blue. And I don't know why I'm asking it. But are To these, give him notes. To give him notes. Yeah, I'm just wondering, are these optimals hypersexual, hyper-aggressive teenage super soldiers? <laughs> Uh, well, if I were making a chart of hyper things, I don't know why I'd do that. Yeah. Um, uh, they're, they're, they're hypersexual and hyperaggressive. Uh, they probably have hyper balls, too. Uh, teenage super soldiers. And then they're known far and wide as the deadliest fighting force ever. Okay. Yeah. So Have yeah, you heard all... about the Optimals? They're the most fearsome fighting force ever. <laughs> Unless you give them a Game Boy, then they're occupied for a couple hours. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, all the writing I did. Um, now for the big bomb. Oh, good. Great. Here we go. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, even though they were genetically engineered to be submissive towards humans. Okay. They were also engineered to a Japanese. Generation to generation, so natural selection is still a factor in these species development. What? Uh, that okay? That's a sentence. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yes. Slavery a, versus Darwinism. They were thing. engineered to evolve. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, if natural selection didn't favor some of the engineered traits like submissiveness to humans, then the optimals potentially could turn against humans. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh no! <laughs> then those things would fight us, and they would yeah. try to fuck us to death. All right, soldier, you're not allowed to attack humans unless you want to. In which case, it's cool, but I'd prefer you didn't. I really Tell would like to. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Knowing that. The design team that created the first Optimals created a safety protocol in the event that Optimals turned against humans, which they totally didn't come up with because it would never happen because they didn't want it to. You know? Yeah. Yeah. You wanted right, right. to. That's well, just, you know, it's a kill switch just in case things go crazy. Yeah. Uh, they took the theme song from a 200-year-old TV show called Gilligan's Island. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, shit, I forgot the title of this post mm. until now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
and engineered the optimal so that their entire molecular structure could be lethally destabilized by anyone humming and singing or hand or hand drumming. Could could, could you the I, Gilligan's Island I, theme song? I, I did That's not hear true you because I, I I swear I did not hear you correctly. You're saying yeah. you're saying like if I got this right, you hum Gilligan's Island and he turns into stew. Right, right. They molecularly de- de- evolve when they yeah. when they when they rock along because it's like it's impossible to hear that theme song and just like not throw your horns up, you know, just really get into it. Yeah. Also, it's a the good professor thing and Marianne. Oh no, my my toes are turning it, to stew. God damn it! It's it's a good thing that these soldiers we made. Uh, the, everybody doesn't know their weakness. <laughs> it's like. How can I ruin the ending of Mars Attacks? <laughs> What's the deal with these things? I mean, all right, so we've made super soldiers who won't fight humans. What do they fight? Oh. Um, the other country's super soldiers that are, like, genetically yeah, engineered yeah. crocodile men yeah, or something? Like that. That. I don't know. That yeah. sounds good. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, what, what, you want something interesting? I mean, oh, we got I, something interesting I, for you. The Gilligan's Island theme song, which these scientists... Don't sing it, don't sing it, I submit. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Make me fucking Good. sing it. So, I didn't want to sing it. Thank you, thank you. Thank because you. there's a chance I could melt, too. Oh. <laughs> Obviously! Obviously. 200 years in the future, only geeks know what Gilligan's Island was. Right, because they're into that kind of intellectual entertainment. <laughs> Wait, was there a dragon on Gilligan's Island? (laughs) Or did they go to other planets on Gilligan's Island? Why would geeks care? Um, Well, there was Uh, a couple of girls Because there was a girl on it. (laughs) Two, in fact. There you go. And they're stuck with me. Wait, wait, wait. I know what happens. So this is 200 years in the future. In 120 years in the future... um, the thing that, like, nerdy teenagers obsess over is shitty stand-up comedy from the late 80s. <laughs> well, what I want to know is, is is if this is concurrent or happens in the same timeline and reality as the 80s cartoon Gilligan's Planet, which was a spinoff. <laughs> I forgot of the about Gilligan's Planet. Planet. God damn it! <laughs> I want to know which, which theme song. There were three different theme songs. Oh, yeah, if you went, like, and the rest, right, would yeah, they come exactly. back to life? Ha, 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 ha. You forgot to say the professor and Marianne. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, so, uh, so finish this up, please. Yeah, yeah. So the theme song, the th- so, let me read that sentence again. Yeah. So the theme song Achilles' heel tends to be known only by military personnel who act as handlers of optimal battle units, relaying mm. orders to the female optimal in charge. Sarge, isn't this pretty convoluted? Shut up, soldier! <laughs> Give me that Walkman! The military, the military gives these guys a little data disc, and a media player with the instructions, play this disc in the case of Rebellion. They totally couldn't play it at the enemy other things. <laughs> That's when your rebellions happen is in the middle of war. They'll just go, hey, wait a minute. Let's fight them. <laughs> wait, these bullets work on anything. Holy shit. Why did this never occur to me before? 
Uh, hey. 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 My name's Jolly. Hey, Jolly. Hey, Jolly. Hey. Or Jolie? Okay. I think you're Jolie. Jolie. No. Okay. No. Sorry. It's just Jolly. All right, Jolly. I mean, it's cool. Like, like I appreciate like other like cultures. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. like my friend went to Montreal once, okay. and she said it was pretty cool. Anyway, hey. So I'm kind of playing with concepts in my mind and procrastinating on TV tropes. Don't we all? Yeah, all the time. So I'm trying to think through the characters in a novel I will someday write. Oh, shit. I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at this point, let me remind you, let me tell you what the title of my post is. My title of the post is Ethical Slut Ingenue Character. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so what I have in mind is something along the lines of ethical slut in the sense of being very comfortable with her own body and her own sexuality, never ashamed of expressing desire or sexual agency, okay. strongly believes consensual, mutually enjoyable sex can never be morally wrong. She sounds kind of cool mm -hmm. to me so far. Yeah, yeah, she has okay. very few kinks of her own and is quite happy to indulge and explore is quite happy to explore and indulge her lovers' mm. kinks. Her she lovers have them, but what? she's like, oh, whatever. Yeah. Why? She is she is very playful and flirty. Sexuality is one of the things that she, is one of the ways she seeks love, beauty, self expression. Very Anias Nin morality wise. Very much for happiness because. Anias Nin was like a super happy, fulfilled human being. <laughs> As just, most poets are. Yeah, and like and like she was able to hang out with like with like emotionally fulfilled people, you know, like Henry Miller. And they <laughs> they were just like, Oh, everything's cool. Yeah, Tropic of Cancer, that was really that was lit that was set at like a hedonism too, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's just kicking just back and relaxed. Fucking in the suck. <laughs> Uh, Anjanu, uh, clearly I learned this word recently, in the, I can never imagine anyone wanting to hurt me or other people ever since, never thinking ill of anyone, assuming everyone has good intentions, a believer in the, in, oh, a believer in the power of love, which no, is capitalized. No, you have to so sing I it guess... like, you have to sing it like Huey Lewis, because yeah. it's capitalized. She's a believer in oh. the power! No, I'm not doing it. <laughs> I can't, I can't, like, my, my throat forced me to stop singing. <laughs> Anyway, uh, a believer in the power of love, oblivious to judgments and, and double standards. Relationship status, because apparently this is a Facebook post at this point. She is mostly monogamous, and in the first chapter, she is starting a committed relationship, although she does believe, theoretically at least, that it is entirely possible to be in love with more than one person at the same time. Her relationship with her ex is still, oh god, is still emotionally warm and involved, although purely platonic. There's a big, I want my beloved to be happy in the background. Uh, I wonder where this character came from. Hmm. My, my creativity. Okay. Did your creativity get broken up with recently? Uh, let me tell you about Ingenue, Ethical Slut's new boyfriend. Uh, she's been a bit of a loner in the past. Uh, he's been a bit of a loner in the past. There is a teeny tiny bit of, I can't believe a girl like he would notice me in their relationship. Mostly understated slash non-healthy or wanksty. Oh, what? wow. Oh, that's the yeah. worst portmanteau I've wow. ever heard. I'm not, is that, <laughs> is that like when your wang has angst? That's, I think like, that's, that's when you have angst like, from wanking. 
You know, oh, the, angsty, yeah. the Angsty Wang is uh, one of my favorite Irish pubs. Uh, <laughs> Come on down to the Angsty Wang. <laughs> Pretty sure that's the worst Manto. <laughs> I don't want to go see this Wang Chung cover band. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so, Everybody Wang Angst tonight. So when she is being flirty, her flirty self slash gets emotionally involved with everyone else slash. There's so many slashes. Foxy. It looks like other characters may fall in love with her and she doesn't even realize. Hyphen. He feels insecure. He is also more level-headed than her, less of a wide-eyed idealist, which is also capitalized, and tries to be very protective of her. So that's as far as I've developed it. What do you think? Good potential or a bit Mary Sue-ish? Hold on a second. Mary Sue TV tropes. <laughs> Mary Sue is a TV, is a derogatory term primarily used in fanfic circles to describe a particular type of character. And that's where the sentence ends. This Good. much everyone can agree on. What a character type is exactly differs widely from circle to circle and oh, often from person God. to person. So fuck you! Oh, that was useful. <laughs> I learned something today. <laughs> oh, you try to I've look up something? Mm, uh, hey, uh, uh, Aesir. Mm, yes? Uh, you want to create a ghetto supervillain, right? Well, who doesn't? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, so create the ghetto supervillain, which I'm pretty sure is a big boy song. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm gonna create. I'm gonna try to create a recurring ineffectual sympathetic villain. That's in capitals, by the way. It's ineffectual sympathetic villain for a sure, superhero right. story about Cape Busters, a gangbanger turned <laughs> super genius who calls himself Doctor Dickstab. Pretty good, huh? No! 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 Look, I don't know exactly, like, the criteria that gets you kicked out of the crypts, but saying, yeah, my gang name is Dr. Dickstab is definitely one of those things. You're, you're, you're assuming too much. You're jumping to wrong conclusions. Okay, look, the idea behind the character is a comic relief figure who makes this sophisticated as hell. With Tim Taylor technology. Mm. Now I got you there, don't I? And the stereotypical behaviors of a ghetto gangbanger for a note of what I'm talking about. Imagine someone who uses words like metric fuckton as scientific units of measurement. And it runs all of his like techno babble like through Gizoogle. Come on. I feel like such a character who's playing against type as a mad scientist rather than a thick-headed street thug could be a legitimately funny concept. Hmm. Oh my god. All right, all right, all right. Now, all right. I need your help here. See, what, what I want to know is if there's any way I can make this character not seem racially insensitive. You know. <laughs> like, look, look, I'm the big ideas guy. I need you guys to, like, sort out the nuts and bolts on this thing. I think I think you should call a bookie about that idea. I, you, you, I, I, I'm not going to take that as a no yet. Maybe I can sell okay, it. Okay, sure. All right. Yeah. Okay, let's consider his origins. You know, before anybody jumps to conclusions, yes, I'm well yep. aware that living in the ghetto has nothing to do with race, and there are plenty. No, of it really does. <laughs> That's kind of the problem. <laughs> well, and it, look, look. I don't want people to think he's some offensive character of any race, cultural minority. Oh, Dr. Dickstab isn't an offensive character. <laughs> no, no. But he's just 
it's just rather just a caricature of stereotypical gangbanger lifestyle. You know, pips and holes. Racist caricature. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I want to do this without making him into some white kid acting like a total poser because he's trying to be gangsta. I, I, I just want the audience to think he's funny, not a total tool. Uh, any <laughs> ideas? Um, hang out with a black guy. Oh, no. See what he see what he thinks of Doctor Dick's dad. You say that, but this guy could totally get a job writing for the Wayans brothers. Sure, it might be one of the Wayans brothers, actually. <laughs> Okay, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, there are ideas. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, wait, where was it? Okay. Uh, Jimmy Franks, you are FOFDA, F-O-F-D. Oh. Yeah. Uh, maybe take some cues from Wesley Snipes' character in Demolition Man, an intelligent criminal who winds up in the future with access to some of the advanced technology and the know-how. Oh. Comes off very funny. Very cruel, very threatening, while still being thuggish and genre savvy. Mm, yeah. Hmm. Does he stab any dicks? <laughs> no, does he stab any dicks like a doctor? Because this is Dr. Dickstab, all right? When my parents, Thomas and Martha Dickstab, were shot dead in front of me. <laughs> yeah, 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 Fafta. Uh, my name is Bisectinate. Okay. What about giving him a less stereotypical servile snarker underling or morality pet? And those are both links because that's all TV tropes jargon. Uh To make it clear he's not meant to be in an over-the-top universe. And then uh, uh, come quest up, finish it up. Uh, Yeah. Hello, my name is Kai Trooper. Um, Yes. Um, Yes, make him Latino. Um, Mm. um, (laughs) Over-the-top and with – and and a big ham uh, with – Copious amounts of double entendre. What? Entendre? What? Smiley face. Smiley face. <laughs> you know, by Dr. Dickstab. I mean, might be a little too subtle. <laughs> I, I know how to fix this character that has no appeal. Oh, uh, yeah? How would you fix it? I would make him a different race that's less likely to be angry. Oh. Uh, but yeah, Wesley Snipes on Demolition Man is more or less what you are looking for. Thanks. Ugh. That's, that's uh, helpful. Kumquat, I need you to immediately uh, transform into Little Paladin Susie uh, and uh, uh, read, read, read your own yep. post. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Little Paladin Susie. Little Paladin Susie. My name Susie. is Little Paladin Susie. Mm-hmm. Uh, deconstruction of the Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, let's not judge. Come on. That's that's that's. Are we gonna have to read an entire deconstruction of the Lion King? Oh boy. Okay, uh, great. So let's brace uh, ourselves no. for all the Hamlet comparisons. Let's just get into uh, it. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, thank you so so, so much. Uh, today, the chef has prepared a deconstructed Lion King. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Hello. Uh, I always wondered if there was a way to do a deconstruction of the Lion King in its setting. Like telling the story from Scar's perspective. Okay, not much of a deconstruction. I look like Dave Navarro. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he does! Yeah, 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 ah! he really does. He really does. <laughs> uh, after all, 
Word of God says that he had another name when he was born. But it was changed to Scar because of an injury. Wait, did they change... Did he forget the character's name and then just change it to Word of God because he knows the troper language better than actually <laughs> Lion King? That's 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 I think, plausible. I think that's what yeah. happened. I think it's like, yeah. fuck, fuck the thing I'm trying to interpret. Yeah, I mean, you know, eventually this website will have enough members that I can just make movies specifically for TV Tropes members. Oh my god. Mm. Could you imagine I this? For- I forgot play? to mention, we are we are deep into this episode... And I, I did the listeners a disservice, and I'm sorry. Uh-oh. Because I just now remember that I never told you uh, that we're in a section of the TV Tropes forums called On the Tropes. Get it? Um, oh, Get it? Now I do. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. I felt, I felt a, a searing pain in my brain, and I felt like I just needed to share it with you. <laughs> Thanks for finding that. You're yeah. welcome. Yeah, I'm glad. So, uh, yeah. And why are the hyenas, and later, Zira's pride, forced to live in the most inhospitable edges of the Pride Lands? Because um, nobody cares? Because the- <laughs> it's a dumb cartoon, you dope? <laughs> the... the- the lions of Pride Brock are carnivores, so how do their subjects feel about becoming dinner for their rulers? Hey, uh, so, some, somebody, Matt the Second, what should I do? Wait, wait, you, well, you could make Mufasa a villain with good publicity, Scar a well-intentioned extremist, God Simba an ambiguously evil Knight Templar, and Shenzi a jerk. Shut up, I'm reading. <laughs> Shenzi a jerk with a heart of gold. On the side, the lionesses could be snobby bit fucks, <laughs> and the hyenas could turn out to be partially protecting them from a larger pack who want to off the lot of them as revenge for being starred almost to death under Mufasa. Uh, could you imagine trying to watch a movie with Matt the Second? <laughs> wow. One day someone will watch a movie with me. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty good example of Nazi with a heart of gold. He's the main character. I hope I find out what kind of main character in the coming <laughs> scenes, don't you? Look at that. I bet she's the love interest. She's pretty. <laughs> well, now he is a completely different archetype. <laughs> this plot is keeping me guessing at which archetypes these characters are. I really enjoy it. Is this written by Joss Whedon? <laughs> Hey guys! Hey, what's up? Hello. Hey, this is this is Mark with a Q. Oh, uh, Mark F J A, and I have a completely original idea. Oh, cool, oh, great, right. cool. Are you guys ready for this? Yes. Count Dracula gender flipped. Hmm. <laughs> well, what? All right. All right. Wait a minute. I'm writing a gender flip composite version of the historical Vlad III Dracula and Bram Stoker's Count Dracula, drawing upon various incarnations of the character, modeled as an ersatz of Evangeline A.K. McDowell from Magical Teacher Nagima, with influences from Arcuid Brunstud from Tushikimi, Mocha Ashaida, Akasha Blood River, and Alucard from Rosario plus Vampire, Mina Tepes from Dance in the Vampire Bund, Alucard from Helsing, and Dracula from Castlevania. Uh-huh. Some elements of the vampire race in the story setting also draw upon World of Darkness as vampires. Uh-huh. <laughs> I also meant that a certain impossible fanfic itself based on a series of images that oh. put Shingo in the shoes of Dracula as both Vlad III and the Count have considerable influence as well. Sure, yeah. 
Yeah. Right now, I'm stuck on a few points. First uh-huh. point to discuss is her backstory, whose brief summary I submit below for critique. Do note that as far as public history is concerned, the gender flip is completely unknown. Uh-oh. Yes. Uh-oh. <laughs> Just like a few certain gender flips in a certain visual novel franchise right. about mythological Somebody historical help. figures fighting to the death. Oh. No, I'm, I'm listening. She, she, she was born a girl, and her father insisted on having the gotten the male heir that he song. wanted, deceived his subject and the rest Island. of his clan about the newborn child's I need help on a justification for bottomless magazines. So in my story, I actually have an idea to justify bottomless magazines in one of my story, The Paradox System. Basically, the weapon use of some time paradox with doses of rule of cool to achieve unlimited ammo. For example, we use six-chambered revolver. What? Okay, thank you so much. Okay, there would be always six unfired cartridges on the chamber, and when one bullet were fired, the cartridge returned being unfired slash untouched as soon as the chamber revolves. The bullet eventually disappears as well, but the damage they done remains. The limitation of the paradox system is that it cannot be used on weapons that is too complex, basically any weapon with a computer on it, such as missiles. <laughs> <laughs> also, it must not be too simple. Bows, double-barrel <laughs> shotguns, single-shot firearms, etc. Yeah. Uh, uh, the system comes in two variants, one applied to the weapon, so it's always fully loaded, and one applied to the magazine for firearms with box magazines, such as AK-47, semi-automatic pistols, etc. Now... Is this good justification? Or (laughs) is there anything I can do to improve it? Start over? (laughs) Quit now. (laughs) You're taking the fun out of writing, dummy? (laughs) So it's like, I'm going to take the rule of cool, which makes things really simple, you know, like Hollywood magazines, and then write 17 pages to fucking describe it. That's my novel. I call it Isfahan. Are you reading this? Hey, hey, Adam. Yeah? What has science wrought? Science wrought Dungeons and Dragons in the Roaring Twenties. (laughs) Thanks, science. My name is Krautman. And what has science wrought but my avatar, a toilet with eyeballs? I think it's Toe Jam in the toilet. It's Toe Jam with a toilet (laughs) costume on. Thanks, science. Hey, all. This is the first time I've asked for help in this part of the forums, but I've had an idea for a D, ampersand D, setting. It takes okay. place in Chaim Lock, more commonly called Can Lock. Oh, thank you so much. A That's story not... of uh, a city about the size of Chicago or New York. These right. examples Wait, are chosen. Wait, what the fuck? What the fuck? A city, a, what? A city about the what? size of almost a million or 13 million. Yeah. I've never been to either. These examples are chosen for a reason. Rather than swords and sorcery, the setting would center around the various mobs running around Can Lock and Pope adventurers fighting extremist elves, ancient cults, and occasional vampires. No. The cult. The, the police that's, are corrupt. That's actually a good name for a goth band, the occasional vampires. <laughs> The police are corrupt, alcohol is outlawed, and the crime runs rampant. Here's what I've got so far. Since booze is illegal, it's become quite a valuable business, which is why the Dwarven Mafia makes so much money with their stills and speakeasies. Uh-huh. Given the amount of money people pay for it, dragons will often hoard it alongside golds and gems. Uh-huh. 
Now let me tell you more about the Dwarven Mafia. The oh, Dwarven Mafia please, runs yeah. the moonshine rackets as well as a certain amount of gun running because this quote-unquote Dwarven typewriter is a euphemism for a repeating crossbow. Uh, Members, dwarven or not, often find themselves dropping a few dwarvish words into the conversations and ranking in the dwarvish mafia are largely based on seniority. Okay. The elven mafia. The elves aren't big in... Thank you. The elves aren't (laughs) big on cities. They are, however, big on making their life a little more splendid. The Ponzi gets deal mostly in smuggling illegal furs, exotic animals, and drugs. And there's also the Devil Mafia. (laughs) 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 Well, what what the fuck? Who would side with the Elven Mafia, then? (laughs) The Devil Mafia. Canlock is a big city with plenty of souls and opportunities to gain power. What bet? What better place for an aspiring young devil to pray? <laughs> One day, I'm gonna be a devil just like Dad. What better place for an aspiring young devil to practice his loan sharking or twisted contracts? <laughs> and there's a wise cracking break dancing werewolf. <laughs> this topic uh, is probably a bit of a mess, to say the least. But I just figured it might help to get this out there. And for my signature, uh, and that's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that was preemptive. (laughs) Uh, Aesir, Mm -hmm. is it true that you have an idea, uh, or you uh, are working on a uh, feminist survival horror game? Fuck yeah, because I figured this idea that I got is better than any other idea you bozos have put out so far. (laughs) (laughs) I'm convinced of it. All right, all right, all right, all right. (laughs) So, let me tell you about my feminist survival horror game, because that's just yes, going to, like, blow your pants off. Boy, I... Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Now, this thread is for a project I'm working on, working title Powell, to design and hopefully one day implement a survival horror game, specifically an FPS RPG hybrid survival horror game in the vein of System Shock, with strong feminist themes. The current story outline is eight chapters long, folderized below. Here they all are! <laughs> Enjoy, <laughs> nobody! Uh, holy shit, I wrote a lot. Uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, I will gradually edit it if... Uh, I will gradually edit it to flesh it out more and more with larger updates indicated and described in news posts. News posts will also contain content I designed for the game that doesn't fit in the outline, such as maps of areas and enemies' designs. This thread may be used for commentary, critique, and suggestions concerning my content. Jesus and Christ. Oh my god. This is a gonna, waste hey, I, of I'm time. I'm going to kickstart this, though. I'm kickstarting this. Enjoy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, enjoy yeah, yeah. Yeah, kickstart it. Well, with a capital yeah. K, I think he may have a kicker uh, of this. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, Okay, let's skip to, let's see, chapter two, I think. All right, yeah, this, we'll get right to it. Score! Now, you eventually make your way to Eros. The o- Wait, this is a book? <laughs> and it's written in second person? <laughs> yeah. It's a choose-your-own-adventure. Well, no, it's not a book. It's a survival horror game, much like System Shock. Uh, it's a first-person, role-playing, survival horror computer game novel in the second person. <laughs> oh, it's a novel? Okay. Yeah. See, now you're going to make your way to Eros, the island you are supposed to move to for the change. And the first okay. one you had not visited before. 
It's an open jungle sprinkled with a variety of bizarre, disgusting torture devices you cannot comprehend. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds really good to put in a visual medium. That's very feminist, too. Now, your presence there activates a sequence of pre-recorded messages intended to play during the change. Apparently, you were raised from birth to become Steven's sex slave. After hiding out the, there, the villain is named Stephen, huh? Uh huh. Yeah. Well, with a PH. I, I, put, I couldn't decide if it was Stephen or Stephen. No, it's, it's, so. yeah, it's Stephen. Stephen. Right. Oh, Stephen. Hello, I'm Stephen Evil. <laughs> You're going to be my sex slave. Now, after hiding out here for a while, Stephen arrives in person. He chastises mm-hmm. you for ruining his scripted orientation for the rest of your life by arriving here unsedated Stop and Stop skipping unbound. the cutscene, asshole! <laughs> I would love it if a video game building kept doing that. <laughs> Don't skip this! <laughs> and uh, he chastises you for ruining his scripted orientation, for ruining billions of dollars of security equipment, but he takes comfort in the fact that he may now do what he always wanted to do, what he always dreamed of. He hunts you through arrows with a trank gun. Most dangerous game style, but didn't count on you having picked up your own weapons and combat skills by this point. You sedate him and take his helicopter key to escape. You use the helicopter's autopilot to try oh, to course okay. out of Powell, but are shot down. Ah, That's probably so, yeah. because you were using the helicopter's autopilot. autopilot yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my name is Otho Indicats, uh, and I'm thinking what uh, all of the F-plus readers are thinking right now. What's that? Is it great? Okay, so this is all pretty ridiculous. What are you trying to do exactly? <laughs> mm, uh, I guess I, I I never bothered trying to tell you what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Frank, your name is uh, Martello. You have a uh, promiscuous female character oh, you yeah. want to talk about, right? Uh, I do. I want to tell you all about that right now. <clears throat> promiscuous female character. So one of my supporting female characters is very promiscuous. She enjoys sex and likes okay. trying out new men. <laughs> this one's too oh, you're a new man. This one's too skinny. <laughs> I'm trying to write her as three-dimensional and not just walking TNA. I've already run what I've written past my older sister, my usual filter and editor oh. for this type of ah. thing. But I want to know mm-hmm, what some of you mm-hmm, think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you're just joining this thread, I've posted a new establishing scene on the next page. This one received a lot of heat. That's probably (laughs) well-deserved. And what's what's your uh, forum forum handle there? Hammer of the pervs. Uh, uh, Ooh, it's the cool guy I only barely met in TRS. Yay. Also, suggestion, it would be much more readable if it wasn't one big old block of text. If you didn't insert paragraphs breaks, then remember you need to double hit enter to actually make them work. You Thanks. You always that. seem pretty legit, too. It's always good to see another military member, even if you are a damn flyboy. Tongue, tonguey face. Yeah. Well, now that we're done sucking each other's dicks, I fixed the formatting so it wow. should be easier to read. <laughs> <laughs> they really were in the military. <laughs> do they teach you how to do that? Man. I'm suddenly interested in the military now. Uh, flyboy? Clarification, I'm not in the military. Oh, my yet. bad. <laughs> yet. And yay, now I can read it, which I will do shortly. Uh, speaking with a layman and general interest in military matters, I have some things that I said, but who cares? 
Um, uh, oh, wait, no, you probably care about a little bit of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, here's just a couple bits. Uh, insofar as I was told, physical activity results in smaller breasts in women, doesn't it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Based on my research. Exercise make booby go down? <laughs> question mark. <laughs> <laughs> That's why when you see women jogging, you just see their tits I've, shrink. I've, 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 I've heard of these breasts. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, that's why most Olympic athletes are basically flat-chested. <laughs> well, hang is, on. Who uh, talks like this? Let me clarify. Basically flat-chested, at least compared to the ISO standard fictional gigantor boobs. Mm. So what? would it be yeah. logical for her to have large breasts? Uh... From what I've heard, her behavior isn't necessarily out of character from what happens uh, with women in the military, given uh, that the U.S. military and military forces in, as a generality are inherently conservative and mis misogynist institutions for whom integrated service women are a ne relatively new phenomenon, no. at least as far as the Western world goes. <sighs> However, what seems odd to me is how she revels in it. Perhaps it would be more logical that it manifests less as a simple <sighs> preference and more as a general issue personality flaw. <laughs> what? Oh, God, this is so much gross stuff. To have a healthy sex life is one thing, but presumably on the battlefield, with people whom one relies upon constantly and who essentially become family, such activity would be detrimental to unit cohesion. I that should know, is, I'm not in the military. That sentence is a war crime. Uh, I, uh, I hope this guy gets investigated before he goes into the military. I like I like that he was like he was like yeah I'm not in the military yet but I'm hoping to because, because everyone I, there is an asshole. I heard there's lots of sluts. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking asshole. Oh my god. Hey, uh, oh my god. hey, come quads up. What's yeah, yeah. What's different about your Tor Tolkien like fantasy world? <laughs> well, uh, wow. Who's who's Tolkien? I, I have somebody called Tolkien. Oh, okay. Well, what's different about your Tolkien-like fantasy is, is world? Well, Tolkien-like so, Tol birds. Tolkien-like birds. I, um, right. oh. <laughs> There's Tolkien-like birds. Yeah, so I I have Tolkien. I don't know what a Tolkien is, but right. I have a Tolkien. A Tolkien-like Tolkien fantasy world with a hip-hop <laughs> twist. Oh, yeah. Mm. My name is Mocha Kuchka Kuchka Khan. And... Mocha Chocacan. Yeah. Uh, jousting? No. 2v2 half court ball and armor. Uh, Dragons? What? No. Swagons. Oh, oh, God damn it. So, like, what? You, Wait. Got, you got spinners on your dragons and lowriders? <laughs> How does this work? Uh, big goofy uh, sweatshirt on a dragon. Uh, I'll Pretty yeah. boy swag. Wow! Wait a minute. Wait a minute. He didn't go with Bilbo Swaggins. Yeah. Oh, that's much better. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Give me a count uh, on TV tropes. I like that. I like that you just disgusted yourself with your joke. <laughs> I'm disgusted all around. I'm just in it. It's got some of it got in my mouth. <laughs> Witches? No. Stereotypical. Stoned wise Jamaicans. That's a yeah. That's mm, a stereotype. Sure. Uh, mm. Wizards? No. Pimps with magic powers. Uh, that's a that's 
Yeah. It's a hip hop twist. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a hip hop twist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Pimps with Magic Powers is a Cat Williams special, right? Uh, horses? No. Wait, no uh, horses. No horses. Cameros. <laughs> Cameros. Cameros. Right. With hydraulics that run on cannabis. That's that's uh, that's really super hip hop. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Camaros. Camaros, man. Yeah, <laughs> celebrated all over Cameroon. He's the white trashiest of all muscle cars. <laughs> Minstrels, no MCs. Minstrel, uh, minstrels. Oh uh, well, I guess he is saying in Tolkien, but that's you shouldn't bring that word up. Let's leave yeah. that word out. Please, Let's just go please ahead and leave tell that word me. Out. Please tell me somebody already made this so I can read the swaggins out of it. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you did not follow the F-plus rule. Please read that sentence again. Please tell me somebody already made this so I can read the fuck, 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 fuck out of it. <laughs> Sir, may I interest you in a subscription to Cracked Magazine? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, Jimmy Franks. Yeah. Uh, I know that we haven't, um, uh, had any choices, uh, in this episode. Uh, this yeah. Reader choices. Uh-huh. And I, and I recognize that it's something that our listeners like. They, they like hearing about the choices. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to give you two choices. Oh, uh, all right. This is my favorite choose. part of the show. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be good. Okay. So, uh, option number one. Uh, is don't choose this, Jimmy Franks. Okay. Uh, oh, this option is the classic two. lemon fake out choice. I know option, this trope. Option number two is the onomatopoeia for farting. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is always that's like great. This is like Sophie's trope. choice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, man, you know, uh, uh, eeny, meeny. Well, just go with number two. Okay, good, good. Right. He went with number two because option number one was also the onomatopoeia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so you're Vorpy, uh, yeah. and we're and we're gonna get to the bottom of this. Vorpy, an onomatopoeia for a fart. Vorpy. Vorpy. Uh, all right. Wait, sorry. Hey, Vorpy. Oh. Yeah. What What are you? Uh, my name's Vorpy. And I am an unstoppable sex goddess. The onomatopoeia for farting? I know the writing the word fart next to somebody's butt isn't the greatest or most entertaining. It's pretty entertaining. You're wrong. (laughs) You don't know anything about comedy. Apparently you haven't read an Evan Dworkin comic in the past (laughs) 20 years. How old you are, poor people. I know writing the word fart next to somebody's butt isn't the greatest or most entertaining, but I was dumbfounded by what a fart would normally be spelled out as. Mostly Uh, because mine are too quiet or come from the wrong area. What? So there's no real... What? Her brain. (laughs) (laughs) Because mine are too quiet or come from the wrong area, so there's no real way for me to sample my own. And every fart.mp3 I listen to is different. Or too long. Uh, so every fart MP3 you listen to. No, this one's too long. This no. one's too tinny. Now that's what I call a fart, volume four. Uh, 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 my, my name is my name is Wheezy. Hey Wheezy. Uh, uh, poot is reliable. 
I have a web comic. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> so, next curl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, My I- name is Emmy Polex G, and James Joyce rendered it as for what it's worth. <laughs> That's I, a Joyce reference. A nice, yeah, nice literary pedigree. I, uh, Durazno is dropping some science on you guys. Take it. It plap. Plunt? What'd you call me? Plunt? Plunt. Plunt? Plunt. No, it's a question. Plunt? 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 <laughs> hey, Duranzo, what's your relationship status? Uh, I'm robosexual. I'll have you know. Good. <laughs> Hello? Quite answer the question. Hello? Excuse me? Huh? I'm, yes? I, I'm Haggis McCrablice. <laughs> uh, I have some suggestions. Okay. I'd say uh, blarg for the big ones. Brip for the ones slightly higher in pitch, often caused by straining too hard. And squeaka for those tiny little ones. All right, bye. Hello, 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 hello. hello. My name is Sabrina Diamond. Okay. And hello. Uh, for the small ones. And... For the explosive one, and Squiff for the silent ones. I think that second one was a firework. I'm five Qs. Okay. Wait, where are you from? Canada! It's great. Okay, sounds like something being squeegeed against the wall. Try toot for the soprano farts, or... Uh, or for the really squeezy farts. Or if you're wanting baritone, Jimmy Frank's Adam James. Adam James. Adam James. I would go with something like this. It's like an old old modem. You know, Ninety six hundred baud modem there. So uh the F plus mm. um other than the automata for PF for farting. <laughs> what what did we learn from T V tropes on the tropes? I've learned that wow. everybody thinks that they thought of something that no one else has thought of. And there's a reason why no on one's a, thought of those ideas. Also, on a on a site that catalogs everything people <laughs> have thought of. <laughs> now, I was thinking that if I wanted, if I was thinking that if I wanted to get all the adulation of being a not very well known author without going through all the trouble of actually writing a novel, I can just say, "Hey, I got this really brilliant idea. What do you guys think about it?" Post like two sentences online and rack in the six. Like responses of praise I'd get otherwise anyway. This is like, yeah, yeah, no, this is like this is like crowdsourcing Dozer Fleet. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you're supposed to keep ideas to yourself so you'll actually work on them and see what yeah! piece of junk they are. That's before. Hard. Yeah. Why would I want to do that? I could get adulation and not do any work. 
I came up with it, and that's all I want to do is just come up yeah. with it. Yeah. Micro, micro learned... recognition. Like a commensurate yeah. amount yeah. of praise for the amount of work that you've done. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, somebody is just going to shout over your idea, talking about their idea anyway. But that's also it, too, is like none of these ideas had any inherent drama in them. It was nope. all just kind of like, and then it goes to the next event, and the next mm-hmm. event occurs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and these people all don't get along, but for no appealing reason to watch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 for, for well-researched structural reasons. It's like it's like rather than rather than a lot of as aspiring auteurs, like these people are as- aspiring like Hollywood agents, where like the only thing that matters is that they're pitching like the structure of a spec script. Yeah, it's just it's all the flash and 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 the thing that they is like that's the thing that's gonna sell, but then they don't know how to put anything around it. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. When, when 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 your hobby in your off time is trying to make the most strained, like, meta connections Mm -hmm. between various, you know, books, movies, works of art, and then, and then you start trying to create original content based on your strained meta connections. (laughs) Totally, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, TV Tropes, like, hey, TV Tropes, maybe, maybe you don't actually... Maybe you don't actually like this. I'll stop there. I, I, I think uh, I think that's the title for the episode. <laughs> Uh, the website is always thefpl.us. Uh, we have a forum called Ball Pit, oh, okay. uh, where, uh, theoretically, uh, you could, uh, you know what? what? You could pitch your story ideas to as many, uh, insightful comments as you would get from <laughs> the comments from, from Ball Pit will be equally as helpful. Hey, hey, what's, what's the onomatopoeia for our URL? Ball Pit! <laughs> All right, thanks so much. Uh, talk to you later. Bye-bye. You know what would make Clockwork Orange better is if it were Marge.